chapter 7. And as you're getting there, I did want to give an opportunity uh, for two testimonies. I believe that God is, is doing things. John just testified at the offering. So if you want to have a testimony, just raise your hand. Anyone, anyone, anyone? I know I have one for sure. My wife's got one, so let her testify real quick. Okay, so uh, a year and a half ago, I got a job during the summer because my other job was only during the school year. So I figured, you know, I need to stay busy. So during the summer, I got a job. And in my head, it was only going to be just for the summer. But then when the school started again, it didn't interfere with my schoolwork. So I, and I liked it. And so I went ahead and kept both. So that was a year and a half ago. Whenever I hit my year, uh, they called me to the office and they said, can you come for your race letter, you got a, you know, you've been here a year already. So I went and picked it up, and so after a year, they gave me a two-dollar raise. Amen. Then, and that was June of last year, yeah. And then in December, I got a promotion, and I got another raise for two more dollars an hour. You know, this is an hour, and that was in December. And then, when was it? Uh, Friday, I got an email saying, "You've been approved for a raise." <laughs> and it was two dollars more an hour, you know. And so it's like this is my third raise since six months. Seven in six months, months. Yep. yeah. So, but you know, it's just awesome because you got even gives you. I wasn't even expecting it. I mean, when I got the promotion, I was kind of expecting that one, but then this recent one, I wasn't even thinking about it. I'm like, oh, you know, in June it's going to be my next year. So I wonder if I'm going to get you know another one for my second year there, and I just got it. So praise God, because he really is a provider, you yeah. know. And even when you don't ask, he just throws little things here and there, you know, just to show you how much he loves you and he cares for you. Amen. So, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Brian? Amen. Not 25-cent raise, $2 raise. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so one thing that God's, well, he's done a lot of things, but one thing he's definitely done uh, recently since we started the fast, I started um, hosting different like youth league events for basketball, just something where I can provide a service for young people. And obviously I can make money from it too. And uh, we did one in December and the turnout was a lot better than I expected. And uh, around the time we started the fast, it was looking like the second one was going to be kind of tough, like not as good. And um, just been praying for that and a lot of things. And now my wife, she's, she's not going back to work for now. So obviously we could use the income and just in prayer and prayer, it got to the point where it exceeded a lot of my expectations to the point where a couple weeks or so, a week and a half ago, I was just praying like, the people would want to register, and now it got to the point where I had to like turn down like three, four people because we're overbooked. So God's Amen. definitely blessed that. Amen. Amen. Praise God. One more? No, you missed your chance. Amen. All right, I know there's going to be some more. So one more week, Second Chronicles chapter seven. I want to start off with this chapter tonight. We're right in the middle, or past the middle, going into the third week of this fast. And, and I want to teach you something that's really important tonight and, and remind you or teach you, either one, um, how important it is to understand and continue to believe that, that prayer works and that we don't always see the results immediately. Sometimes you can come into this 
to a praying and fasting and we have a faith and an expectancy that God is going to do amazing things and that is awesome. We should come with that expectancy and faith. And a lot of times, God will do stuff immediately. Like some people were already testifying before we even got started. And then, then there were some testimonies right in the first week. And then maybe there's been some testimonies like we just heard this week. And then there'll be some more next week. But what I want to remind you of is when we're praying, we're planting seeds. And this is not something, I mean, it's really a bonus to see something immediately. Because that's not how, how things work usually. But what you're doing right now Every day that you're praying and every day that you're missing a meal and every day that you're fasting social media and every day that you're disciplining yourself and you're, and you're making these decisions is you're setting yourself up for fruit later on in the year. Amen? These are things that you're doing that is setting a precedent for the rest of the year and the rest of your life, but the rest of your year. And so I want to remind you of this powerful scripture in Second Chronicles that we all know, but it's a promise and, and, and God keeps his promises. And 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen? So that's a promise. That is a promise from God. And we have to believe that promise. And we have to know that if he says, If my people will seek my face, and pray that he will answer. And so every one of us are at a different place. Some are, are really, really uh, just, just on fire right now with this fast. You're just, it's, just, it's just taking you to another level. As we talked last week, it's just drawing you closer to the Lord. Some of you are just kind of doing it out of obedience and you're not really feeling like you're getting anything out of it. Some of you are frustrated in it. And you're counting the days for it to be over. Some maybe never even got involved. There's all kinds of different people here, all kinds of different situations, all kinds of different things we're going through. But I just want you to know that wherever you are in that thing I just said, wherever you were, whether it was on fire, doing it all the time, kind of sort of doing it, or not doing it or whatever, whatever you're sowing, that's what you're going to reap for the rest of the year. Amen. And so you're putting this time in, you're praying, you're seeking his face, you're, you're making decisions, you're saying no to something that, that it takes your time or whatever. It's not lost time. You can never waste your time praying. Amen. Amen. Never. And so hopefully in this week, as we've been talking about me, we, we, we get to the place where we realize this prayer changes things, starting with the one who prays. When you have a prayer life, it changes things around you. It changes your family. It changes your, your, your relationships. It changes your job. It changes all kinds of things. But more than anything, it changes me. Amen? How many have recognized that? That when I'm praying, it's changing my life. So I want to go to uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 10, I believe, or it might be 6. Give me a second. 1 Corinthians, sorry, 3. And I want to remind you of some scriptures here tonight in the middle of this fast to, to continue to, to know and understand that God is seeing our prayers. He's working. He's listening. Again, he's more eager to answer than we are to ask. And, but it doesn't mean that because we haven't seen an immediate answer or because we haven't felt an immediate answer or because we haven't had any miraculous thing happen to us that God's not moving because he's moving. He's moving and he's answering. And I'm going to show you that in a second as well. But here, here's what we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. 
Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. Now, there's many ways that we can plant. We can plant seeds, for, like we're talking about tonight, by praying. When I'm on my knees, when I'm standing, when I'm laying down, when I'm praying and seeking God's face, I am planting seeds for the kingdom of God. I am making deposits into the, into the heavenly realm. I am doing something spiritual that is going to bring a benefit to my life. And then I understand that I can witness. Um, I can tell people about the Lord. When I read the word of God, when I, when I do things for God, those are seeds planted. And so he says, I plant Apollos watered, meaning I pray, I, I witness, I plant seeds, somebody else comes along, and, and, and then, so here's the planting and, and, and watering part. I'm praying, Lord, touch a family member. Lord, save a family member. Lord, save my, my child, save my parents, save my grandparents, save, save my neighbor, save my coworker. And as I'm praying and planting seeds by prayer, then God sends somebody else along who waters my prayers and seeds by speaking to that person. God sends somebody. How many know in your family a lot of times and friends, you can't reach them like somebody else can? And so you have to pray and you have to understand that while, while I'm praying for this person to be saved, God is sending an Apollos to water my seed, to water what I'm planting. I'm planting that seed and he's sending somebody else along to be able to water it. And he says, but God gives the increase. So we have to understand at the end of the day, I'm praying and I'm seeking God's face, but he's the one who has to bring the increase. I can't do it. I'm just being obedient. I'm just doing what he said to do. So it says, so then, neither he who plants, verse 7, is, is, is anything, nor he who waters, but God gives the increase. Now I want to stop and, and, and ask you a question about this. This is really, this is really powerful to think about. It says, God, God brings the increase, not you, not me. How many are thankful for that? Right? That should, be, that should make us excited. That it's not me who's doing this. That it's not somebody else who does this. That I'm not praying to a man or a woman or a person that can fail me. I'm not praying to a man or a woman or a person who could be busy. Or could, who could have a bad attitude that day. We're praying to God. So God is the one hearing our prayers. We're not praying to an idol. We're not praying to, to, to uh, 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 the, uh, uh, the wall. We're not praying to the air. We're praying to a living God, and a living God is listening, and a living God is wanting to answer, and a living God is going to answer, but you just have to understand that you just keep doing the right thing and planting seeds, and then somebody, maybe when you're praying, you're not planting the seed, but you're watering. Maybe when you're, when you're praying, you're the one that's going to be the witness, but we're all involved, but God is the ultimate source, and God has to be in control, and God has to do everything. Can you say amen? amen? So he says, now, he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. We are fellow workers. What I'm doing when I pray, what I'm doing when I fast, what I'm doing when I discipline myself and say no to something is I'm working for my Father. I'm working on His team. I'm doing my part in the chain. Amen. And, and we will not see, I've always said this, we will not see fully the fruit of our prayers until we stand in heaven with God. There's going to be some things you're praying for and fasting right now for that you're not going to see on this earth. 
We might see glimpses. You might see pieces. You might see parts, but you're not going to see it all. But there's going to be some things that you're planting seeds for right now. You might be planting a seed in prayer, and you might be praying for somebody over here, and God sees your prayer over here, and he's touching a kid over in Africa because of your seed over here. And vice versa. Someone over in Africa is praying and fasting right now with us. And just, I just want to remind you of that tonight just in case you forgot. Because when you go into something like this and you're into it like the 14th day like we are today, you start to feel like, man, am I the only one doing this? Well, I just want to remind you, we're not the only ones doing this. Amen. I just got a, a, a WhatsApp right before the service from, from Mexico, and they said, we're excited about going into the third week. What are your petitions for this week? And then I asked them what their petitions are for this week. And so here we are all together as a fellowship praying, and someone over in Mexico is praying right now, and someone's going to get touched over here in Denton, Texas, because someone's praying in Mexico, and someone's praying in Africa, and someone's playing in the Czech Republic. And so we're all working together for one team And we're all praying to the one God who answers prayers. But not only, this is the thing I want you to get, not only am I praying for fruit and for something to happen, I'm praying because God is changing me while I pray. Right? Isn't that the most important thing? So he's more more concerned, and this is something I learned over the years, and I tell people, you might have heard this, God is more concerned with the worker than he is with the work. He's more concerned with the worker than he is with the work. Because if the worker's not good, the work suffers. Amen? So he's concerned about the relationship he, you have with him. And so he wants to, he wants to teach you that tonight. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to another place in a second here. But I do want to go to Matthew chapter 9. And let's look at this. Matthew chapter 9. And re- be reminded that when we're praying and then when God is changing us, that we're doing something that is affecting, again, worldwide. This is a global thing. This, is, this, to me, is what's so exciting about serving God. I'm not just serving God for me. I'm not just serving God for my family. I'm not just serving God for Denton, Texas. I'm serving God for a global mission. A global mission. And now we're extra blessed tonight to be a part of this fellowship where we actually get to see the pastors in other countries. And we get to see videos. And we get to to, to take up missions offerings for these works. And we get to hear the testimonies and see pictures and know that Victory World Outreach is all around the world. Some churches don't have that blessing. They're they're just independent. They're on their own. They're not able to do that. But we get to see it. And that is so gospel tonight when we have a global vision. When we're consistently thinking about other people in other countries, we are a a, a giving church, we're a missions church, and and you all know that we give money every single month to missions, and so God blesses that because we're a global-minded church. And look what God, Jesus said in the Gospels here, if you don't think this is important. He says to his disciples in Matthew 9, verse 37, the harvest truly is plentiful. But the laborers are few. That's a fact. There's a lot of lost people. We don't have enough workers to reach them all. And so there's only one way that the world's going to know Jesus. There's only one way this gospel message is going to work. And it's in the next verse. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to the harvest. Isn't it interesting 
that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever, whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life and he wants everyone to be saved but he chose to get people saved through us? Isn't that crazy? So think about that for a second. The responsibility that we have is we, we know God wants to save the world but if we don't pray, the world will not be saved. Because he says, I'm not going. He says, I love the world. I saved the world. I died for the world. I've given the world salvation. All you have to do is believe. But I am not going to send laborers into the harvest if my people don't pray. But if my people pray and humble themselves, I will send out laborers. And so you can pray not only for your own home and not only for your own country, but for around the world. But when you pray and when you plant those seeds, God is doing something somewhere else. Amen? Now the last thing I want you to see tonight before I give you some verses to take home and pray this week is I want you to go to Daniel chapter 10. This might be the most important thing about a prayer life right here. Daniel chapter 10. The most important thing you can realize. Because none of us tonight are praying just to pray. We're praying, yes, out of obedience. We're praying because we know it builds a relationship with the Lord and it strengthens those who praise. But why are we really praying? Let me ask, let me relate it to this. Why do you go to work? Do you go to work because you like it? You might like it. Do you go to work because, because um, you want to fill the day? You might do that. But what's the real reason you go to work? What's the number one reason you go to work? Somebody? Let me turn this way because I can't hear that ear. Get paid. That's the, that's the fact. You go to work to get paid. You don't go to work to say, hey, look at me, I went to work. Or to tell people, I have a job. You go to work to get a paycheck. Why do you pray? Why do you pray? To get blessed, to get things, to get answers, to see results. Right? This goes back to everything in life. Can you imagine someone going to the gym and saying, I'm just lifting weights because I just want to be seen here. I just want to be seen in the gym. And you do it because you want muscles. Anything you do, you do for a result. So we pray because we want results. And we need results. We need change. But there is something called, and this is very important, I take this back to lifting weights. How do you get weight, how do you get muscles to grow? Resistance. Resistance is what builds muscles. And so without resistance, you don't have any muscles or any strength. How would you ever have strength if you don't have anything showing you that you're strong? You have to have resistance to know what strength is. And so this is important at this 14th day of this fast. Because a lot of times when we're praying, we're not seeing the results we want to see. And this again not to beat a dead horse, kind of goes back to the same thing I was just talking about with lifting weights or going to work. Can you imagine going to work for a couple days and then expecting a paycheck? Hello? you got to go at least two weeks to get a paycheck. Some people pay every week. Can you imagine, and some people do this, going to the gym for two weeks and expecting to see a change? I mean a real change. I'm guilty of that. If I start going and, and losing weight or lifting weights, man, I'm looking like I'm expecting to see something different after like lifting weights one time, you know? Like I'm going to see a bulge, you know? I'm going to see a muscle there. It don't, that don't happen overnight. It takes time. It takes weeks. It takes months to see what? Results. It's the same thing with prayer. 
You have to stay consistent in your prayers. 1 Thessalonians 4 says pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. But here's what happens. Look at Daniel chapter 10. Why why do our prayers not get answered? Daniel chapter 10. Give me an amen if you're there. Verse 10, 10, 10. Suddenly, a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palm of my hands. And he said, Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have been sent to you. And while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. And he said, do not fear, Daniel, for from the, watch this, for from the first day you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. But, there's always a but, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. So we see here in the Bible that Daniel gets a word from the Lord that says, from the moment you prayed, I heard your prayer. But there's something called resistance. And the enemy is not just going to sit back and say, yeah, be blessed. Yeah, have a great family. Yes, have an awesome marriage. Yes, have a great church. Yes, change the world. No, he's going to resist because that's what he does. That's his job. That's his call. He's already lost, and so he's going to resist, and he's going to send his enemy to resist you. So right now, on this 14th day, you need to stand upright, like he said right there, and get back in focus again and say, I'm going to finish this fast. I'm going to finish it strong, and I know that the prayers that I'm speaking have been answered and heard already, but there's some resistance holding them back. But if I stay steadfast and stay in this, I'm going to see results. And that was a good place to say amen. That was better preaching than your amen. I want to close with a couple, few verses that I want you to write down for your prayer life. And I want to, I want, I want to, I want you to go to 1 Timothy 2, and the ones I'm going to tell you to write down, I don't want you to look at for time, I just want you to write them down. But I want to give you another little teaching thing that will help you. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Go ahead and look there. Verse 1. Let me know when you're there. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all goodly, good, goodly, godliness and reverence, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. What did the word just tell us right there? God desires that all men come to salvation and to the knowledge of the truth. Right? That's a fact. That's a statement. 
But how does that happen? We have to go back up and see. Supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. Those are the things that makes people know the Lord. My prayers touch people's hearts. My prayers touch me so that I can be a light that somebody wants to follow. My prayers change me so that I can reach other people. We're going to talk about this on Sunday. We're going to lead into the last thing. I'm just giving a slight lead in going towards Sunday where we're going to talk about them. Us, sorry, him, me, them. That's what we've been talking about during this. And we're going to talk about reaching other people and that. But this is a lead into that because we have to make sure that God is changing me so that I can be somebody that someone wants to follow and somebody wants to imitate. That I would have something in my life that would cause them to want what I have. Amen. How many get that? So he wants to answer Second Chronicles. His desire is to save everybody, but he uses us. And we have to pray for the harvest, that he would send laborers. And then we have to understand that in, in the midst of all that, there's opposition. There's resistance. There's an enemy holding back the answers. So you might say, man, I'm kind of discouraged. I haven't had one thing happen yet. I haven't had one miracle happen yet. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. There are many things in my life that I've prayed for spiritually, things I've wanted to see I have not seen yet, or at least maybe I don't realize I've seen them, and I want to see them, and I still haven't seen them, but I haven't given up hope. Because I know that God is going to do it in His time. But I don't just quit and stop praying. I thank God for the small little things that seem to be a glimpse of that big thing that I want to see. And you focus on the little things. And you focus on the baby steps. And you focus on the growth like we talked on Sunday. You're not where you want to be yet. You're not anywhere near where you used to be. Think about that. I mean, you are not the same person. And we're the hardest person ourselves in our prayer life, in our walk with God. We look in that spiritual mirror and we say, man, have I really changed? And if you could go back and look at the person you were when you met Jesus, you would see an amazing change. But you didn't get to that amazing change overnight. And listen, we're here tonight, but how many people are not here tonight because they quit? How many people are not here tonight because they gave in and they said, I'm not changing? Or they expected a change overnight. They expected everything to be perfect, and God never promised that. He never promised that. He said that he would do his work in his way. His thoughts are his thoughts. And his way is his way. So we've got to trust that. Got to know there's resistance. But we also have to know it's his will for us to be saved. Write these down. Just, just the verse. Don't, don't write down anything more. Just write the verse down and listen. I want to teach you how to pray. An idea. There's some great prayers in the morning. One of the best things you can do when you pray is read the word of God. Pray the word of God. And I'm going to give you an example. Psalms 86.13 I'm going to give you five verses to write down. These would be good go-to verses to pray in the morning. Say, so I'm going to read this. It says, For great is your mercy toward me, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol, or hell. So you can wake up in the morning and read that verse. Lord, your word says in Psalms 86, 13, that your mercy is great towards me. And I thank you that you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. You know what I'm doing right there? I'm not reading the word, I'm declaring the word. I'm speaking the word into existence. There's a difference between reading it 
and just trying to get an understanding than reading it as a statement. Lord, your, your mercy is great towards me. Look at the difference. And you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. Here's another one. Psalm 16, verse 8. Psalm 16, verse 8. I'm going to read it in a personal way. Lord, you have always been before me. Lord, you have always been before me. And because you are at my right hand, I shall not be moved. What a great prayer to read in the morning. What a great statement to give to the Lord. Maybe you want to break this up and do one every morning. But this is something that you speak over your life for the day. And it sets it in precedent. Because listen, the word of God does not come back void. It's powerful. Amen. So you're praying and you're praying the word of God. Another one is Isaiah 26.3. Here's what it says. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. So I turn it and I say, Lord, I, you will keep me in perfect peace because my mind is stayed on you and because I trust you. See how I'm declaring that to the Lord? I'm taking what he said because this word was spoken for whoever wants to grab it. It was spoken for whoever wants to apply it, whoever wants to use it. That's why some principles in the world today, you have people who are non-believers they're not even saved, and they have some blessings in their life because they understand biblical principles. They do things that are biblical without being saved, and it's almost like the nature of law that's in place. And we as believers, a lot of times, don't speak the word with that kind of faith. And we don't speak it like we believe it. We don't speak it like it's for us. 2 Timothy 1.7, here's the fourth one. All of you probably know this one. Great verse to quote. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. Amen? And a lot of these verses would be good to memorize and, and quote them and speak them. And maybe you have some that are memorized already. Powerful, powerful, powerful thing when you speak and quote the Word of God. Amen? Last one, Philippians chapter 4. Be anxious, verse 6 and 7, sorry, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Lord, this morning, I'm, I'm, got, I'm not going to be anxious. Lord, as your word says, I'm going to pray to you about everything. And I'm going to give you thanks for everything, even the things that I don't really like. And Lord, with thanksgiving, I'm going to make my requests known unto you. I'm reading this verse to the Lord. And then, Lord, I know because of that, the peace that you give, that only you can give, is going to surpass all my understanding. You're going to give me peace when I don't understand. And you're going to guard my heart and my mind through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? So, so here's some good stuff for this last week. It'd be powerful to, to read that in the morning to the Lord. But like I said, and maybe you've got some other verses that really minister to you. I could go around tonight with the microphone. I could say, what, what's the verse you, what's one of your go-to verses? 
What's one of the verses that really that you really use, that really ministers to you? There's nothing wrong with that, having that go-to verse. But, but when, we're, when we're in a battle and we're fighting opposition and we're not seeing what we want to see, we need to speak God's Word in prayer, with thanksgiving, with faith, with trust, knowing that He's a good God and He wants to answer us more than we even want to ask. Amen. Father, tonight we thank you for this this word that you've given us. We thank you, Father, that you are working. You are working. You are answering. You are ministering. You are changing us as we pray, as we build a prayer life. Lord, it's so exciting tonight to know that many people in this place tonight, before this fast started, did not know how to pray really know how to pray, did not know how to discipline themselves, did not know how to fast, did not know how to tell the flesh, Jesus is in charge. I'm in charge. You're not. This body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, so many people have learned. But Lord, there might be some discouragement tonight. There might be people thinking that automatically they were going to see something happen. And they haven't seen what they've been praying for. Maybe, Lord, it's even seemed like it's gotten worse. But, Lord, you are in control. And you are moving. And you are answering. And you are speaking. And you are changing us. And you're taking us from glory to glory tonight, Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you for that tonight. We give you glory for that tonight. And honor and praise. All over this place tonight, how many... How many are are here and somebody's been praying for you? Somebody's been praying that you'd give your life to the Lord. Somebody's been praying that you would change. A family member. Maybe you're praying for somebody else, but tonight you're here. You don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Master, King. And you want to be saved tonight. How many all over this place would say, would you remember me in prayer tonight? I don't know Jesus. Just stick your hand up, put it up, and put it right back down. I don't know the Lord. I want to know Him. I want to be saved. I want to make sure that my life is right with the Lord. Don't forget tonight as we're praying that it might seem like, man, I've said this prayer before. I've prayed for that person before. There's opposition. Maybe, maybe in, a, in, a, in a way to think about this, you've prayed for that person for 20 days and you quit tonight. You stopped praying for them. And on that 21st day was when that release was going to come. When that Archangel Michael was going to defeat that opposition. Just keep praying. Just keep believing. Maybe you're, you're frustrated that some of the things in your life aren't working out the way you want them to work out. Maybe it's something personal. Maybe it's a d- discipline that you just can't seem to get a some kind of addiction or some kind of thing that just you're just frustrated with, just keep praying. Keep praying. Because anything worthwhile takes time. You gotta build it. You gotta, you gotta sow seeds. Nothing grows overnight. And listen, if it does grow overnight, it's artificial. If you want something that's gonna last, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take, it's gonna take perseverance. This would have been an easy fast to do for three days. 21 days is a long time. But man, is it changing us. It's transforming us. It's challenging us to look past today 
look past next week and look, wait for some results. Tonight I challenge you as you're praying right there, as you're at your, at your chair, to, to let faith arise in your spirit. And let a decision come into your spirit that says, you know what? I'm going into this last week better than when I started. I'm going into this last week excited. I'm going into this last week hungry. I'm going into this last week with more faith than I've had before. I'm going to believe God to do great and mighty things. And and I'm going to finish this strong. Because I will see the results in March. I will see the results in April. I will see the results in June. I don't see them right now maybe. But it's going to come. And when it comes, you're going to know that was that prayer you prayed. That was that fast you did. That was that discipline that you had that set a precedence for what God wants to do. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to sing a song. It's Wednesday night. The altar's open. Amen. I don't know if you've noticed we've made a little more room at the altar. So find a place tonight to pray if you'd like. And just just seek the Lord on whatever He's speaking to you tonight out of these verses. If my people will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and repent of their sins, I will hear their prayer and forgive their land. We worship you tonight, Jesus. As we sing, let's just find a place, spend some time with the Lord.